morning. Welcome to worship this morning at Central Baptist Church. We're so glad that you have joined us here this morning. Whether this is your first time here, whether you've called this place home for decades, we want you to know that you are welcome here and your presence is truly a blessing to us this morning. Um, if you're visiting with us and you'd like to know a little bit more about Central, we'd invite you to take one of the visitor's cards that you'll find in the pews in front of you, and you can put that in the offering plate as it goes past, or we have a little box that sits out on the sign-up table out there um, where you can leave that and you can find out more about the things that are going on here at Central as well. Uh, well, we're so glad that you are here this morning. When I was growing up um, and my dad would pull up to a stop sign, he would often say, Oh my gosh, it's the Austin curse. And what that entailed, it was a very minor curse, mind you, um, would mean that no cars would have been anywhere inside. And then for some reason, when dad pulls up the stop sign, all of the cars, everybody and his brother, my dad would say, um, would come up to the stop sign and he would not be able to pull out. So a minor curse. However, though, as I have grown older, I have expanded this into a much more grandiose plan. Um, that, uh, in fact, it's not just the Austin curse, but things tend to clump in life. Uh, it seems like there things go along smoothly for a while, and then everything tends to happen as once, uh, at once. And uh, some people like to say when it rains, it pours. I like everything clumps. Uh, sometimes Melissa challenges me on this into the fact that this may be a little negative, um, and maybe it is, you know, uh, this kind of negative resignation of things. But at the same time, if we take a different view of it, um, it could also be some radical acceptance of the way things are around us, uh, which might lead us to see that it's not something just to resign ourselves to, that this is a problem. But even in the midst of trouble, in the midst of difficult circumstances, we can find hope and we can find peace, and we can find comfort. We can find the family of God around us, helping us and holding us, and uh, helping us to, to, to move along our journeys. And we can know that no matter what may happen in our life, that we do have the promise of presence, that God is here with us. God is here with us in this place. God is here with us wherever we find ourselves, always moving and working to bring us more fully into beloved community. So thank you for being here this morning. Let's worship together.
As you prepare to worship, please join me in the call to worship. Sing to the Lord a new song. For God alone is Lord of all. Break into joyous song of praise. Let all the earth celebrate and rejoice. For our God comes in victory with righteousness and justice for all. Please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, as we enter this season devoted to Thanksgiving, we focus on all that has gone on in our individual lives. We are reminded of those who have shaped us, those who have gone before us, those who are still with us, and those who have just joined our lives. May we always remember those who are part of the individual's life stories and help us to remember and to be thankful for their presence in our lives. Help us to remember you are with us in all seasons of our lives, young and old. Help us to feel your presence and to take your hand and be thankful for your daily walk with us. In your name we pray, amen. Now if you would please pass the peace of Christ to your brothers and sisters.
It is my joy at this time to welcome our child care director, Jess Osborne. Jess became an employee of our church in 2015 as the assistant director. And then upon the resignation of our former director, Kim Newman, last August, she became the acting director. And then um, with a search far and wide for the next best person to be director, we recognize that that next best person was right here in our own backyard, and that is Jess. She comes today not only for you to meet her, to pray for her and the child care and to support her, but also because of some special needs of families in our child care that she will come and tell us about. But we are so pleased that Jess, you are a part of our ministry in the child care, that you are our director. She has done an excellent and exceptional job uh, she cares deeply for the children and the staff and the ministry of the center. And as I always say, the child care director spends more time in this building than anybody else. Jess, we welcome you. Would you welcome her as well as she comes to share with us? Good morning. I would like to... Thank Mark for the invite to be here and for all of you all and your time. I am definitely excited to share with you how the child care is doing and a little bit about myself. So this is my 20th year in early childhood and I started young and it immediately lit a fire in me and this became my passion. So it is my own personal goal that every child feels secure where they are and that every parent leaves knowing that their child is safe and loved. And that is exactly what our center does. So, pardon me, this is um, not just caring for them, but it is also that we are leading them into who they are as a person and that they are also learning life skills and most importantly um, building the base for education for their whole life um, and we want to be there to for all that so um, this is my life dream is happening right now and i hope all of you know that our center is um, just a full of life many children six weeks to five that are happy to be here every day and parents that feel confident in dropping them off. Sometimes things are not so easy for these families and there are times that they go through their own personal hardships. We have two families that I would like to bring to your attention today. One of those being a foster family. They are retired and taking care of three children from the same household. And one is older, the other two are in our center. And although um, assistance does help significantly, there still leaves a balance uh, that, especially for chil two children, the, about $80 a week. And this does put hardship on them as they are they are retired and this is weekly, which really adds up. And we have been helping them and giving them as many resources as we can. And at this time we are reaching out to see if anyone would like to join us 
and support of them. There is also another family that we have a one-year-old in our center and the mom works at UK. Dad has been diagnosed with brain cancer and in the midst of radiation, there is still no hope. It is growing rather than shrinking. And mom has no time off and she is the only working person in the house and it is a struggle for her and we have met with the flockers to be able to do some things to help them and we have been giving them as much support as we can but again it would be generous and helpful if any of you wanted to join in on helping this family that really even a little bit can take so much stress off of this mother's hands and bless this family. This is all that I really just wanted to share with you and I know that it's hard to meet me and also have me ask you for something but this, these families are very well loved in our center and I also I think a lot of this church and the the blessing that you all have been to me since I have came here and I just wanted to say thank you in person and invite all of you to stop by or say hi to these children that are very much a blessing. So thank you for your time. Thank you Jess. Um, if you would like to help with either of these needs you'll notice in the bulletin some more specific information. But if you are giving by check to the church and designate in that line at the four place, uh, the CBCC uh, child care assistance, uh, that would be enough for us to be able to channel that money. That will be then under the direction of Jess and the child care committee in terms of finding out who needs help most and how that help can be best be administered. So this is a wonderful way for you to celebrate life and the goodness of God and the ministries of our church, in addition to your regular giving, you are encouraged to help these families that you have heard about today. Our Hebrew scripture today is from Isaiah 65, verses 17 through 25. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth, the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. 
They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like an ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. That they shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountains, says the Lord. For the word of God that works its way in a, to us. Thanks be to God. Now we turn to our gospel lesson that, in light of our last reading, is interesting and perhaps even shocking. As Jesus, at the end of his ministry, offers these words, we will listen to attentively as we seek to hear the good news of the gospel. As I read Luke 21, beginning in verse 5, you are welcome to stand and remain standing as you are able for the hearing of the gospel lesson. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another and all will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. When all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify, so make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you your words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed, even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish by your endurance you will gain your souls. For the word of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ.
Let's pray together, please. Dear God, there are some here this morning who are depressed about the shoulda, woulda, coulda, what has happened, the burdens of the past. And there are those here this morning who are so worried about the future, what might happen, what could be yet to come, what the consequences of things are going to be. And then there are those who are here struggling with what is right now. I pray, God, that in all of these ways and all these times that we see your love, that we see your presence, your abiding peace and hope and grace that gets us through, that gives us hope and gives us reason to assemble and love one another. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Please be seated.
I recently installed a new app on my iPhone and iWatch. I've been using it for the past couple of months. It's called We Croak. For its icon, it has a little red frog spread out with all four limbs pointing in different directions. The app will send you random notifications five times a day with this reminder. Don't forget, you're going to die. Then if you wish, you can read a short quote on the brevity and meaning of life. As advertised at its sponsoring website, wecroak.com, this app is inspired by a Bhutanese folk saying, to be a happy person, one must contemplate death five times a day. Now let's be clear, we don't wish for death nor are we trying to speed up its arrival, but neither should we deny its reality. During these reminders, what they gently call invitations, you can take a little time, sometime during one of those five interruptions for some contemplation, conscious breathing, or meditation. The creators write, we believe that the regular practice of contemplating morality helps us accept what we must, let go of things that don't matter, and honor the things that do. Our gospel reading this morning offers a similar and equally realistic forecast. Disaster awaits you around the corner. Now, it might not be next week. It might not be next year. But at some point in all of our futures, we will find our world turned upside down. Everything is in a constant state of flux, bringing to us an unease and uncertainty. What we love the most will change and even eventually come to an end, including our own lives. It doesn't sound like much good news, does it? Stones toppled and temples destroyed. Wars advancing and nations falling. Storms raging and floods rising. People suffering going hungry and homeless. It can really feel like the world is coming to an end. This is it. It's over. Given to us by Jesus. Not as fatalism or to be morbid, but as realism. The expected conditions of a world yet to be redeemed renewed and restored. Jesus the Messiah has come, but where is the peace that he has promised to bring? The new kingdom of reconciliation has dawned. So why do nations still war against one another? 
if there is a God, and if this God loves you and cares for you, then why must we still face catastrophe and disaster? Least we forget, Central Baptist Church is a congregation well acquainted with those mixed feelings of sadness and eventual hope that arises when things are going to promise the loss of a beloved temple. For those of you unaware, about 18 years ago, a serious discussion began and was completed between the leaders of this congregation and the leadership of the Baptist Hospital at that time next door and down the road about the purchase of our former property for the hospital's future expansion. It would require the demolition of the original building, including its beautiful sanctuary. It was a challenging time for this church, thinking about letting go before moving forward in faith. When I was called as your pastor, just a couple of months shy of moving to this current location, I was told by a small sample of individuals that before the sale of the old property, there was some fear that this beloved church may not make it, especially if it stayed at the old location. Indeed, there are churches all over the United States who are what we might call dying with dignity, dwindling membership, and selling a property they can no longer maintain and using the proceeds to help others, all before shutting their doors and conducting a final service and disbanding. Now, by God's grace, we had a very wealthy neighbor at the old location who wished to purchase the property we owned. And in God's providence, I believe it says that, that Lexington needs a church like this one, especially a Baptist church, a place with a bold, caring, and inclusive welcome into Christian community, a place for the free thinker, or the person who has been bruised by toxic religious communities. For the person who has been made to feel like a second class citizen because of their race or gender or country of origin. A place to the person who has been condemned elsewhere in other Christian fellowships because of their sexual identification. A place for those broken and bruised and beat up by often very well-meaning but terribly judgmental and self-righteous Christians so deep into doctrine that they come up woefully short with compassion, especially for those who are different from them. As a divorced and remarried pastor, I know I needed a church like this. And those who were around were remembered in the first few years, including the time of my hiring, 
I was not only divorced, but I was a single white male. One of the most dangerous profiles on the planet. I kept thinking, you know, if they can accept me, this church really can accept and include anybody. And then I think now, of all the many, many wonderful people who are now treasured friends, people like me, people like you, both in the old location and in the new location who have been touched and transformed by the ministries of love and welcome and acceptance over the years that this church has proudly provided. This spot now in the busy corner increased our visibility and outreach to just so many of these folks. But it required first the ending of one place before the new life could be brought into this new significant chapter still unfolding now in this place. Endings are not final, but a prelude to new beginnings. Jesus teaches here at the end of his ministry of the hardships in store for those who will sincerely wish to follow him. It will not be easy. They will face difficult days. They will encounter loss. They must endure suffering and even find themselves at odds against their own government and even within their own family. It may seem that the world itself is spinning off its axes and falling apart. But in order for the new heaven and the new earth to be born, much of the old heaven and the old earth must die. So Jesus says, don't be terrified. Concerned? Yes. But not terrified. For the Christ event is one that courageously helps us face death because we know that resurrection is what is promised coming over there on the other side. The 20th century Protestant theologian Jürgen Bultmann calls the death and resurrection motif of Christian reality a cosmic catastrophe. What is first believed to be a disaster will change all things going forward in hopes of the new heaven and the new earth. Consider all the times when people thought the world was coming to an end. Think about the destruction of the Jerusalem temple and the Jewish dysphoria in 70 AD, the event being described and forecast here that we read in Luke 21. Or how about the fall of the Roman Empire in 476? Anybody here remember those years? A lot of folks were saying, we're never gonna make it. It'll never be the same. Life as we know it is over. The world is coming to an end. Or how about the revolutions that took place in the Roman Catholic Christendom Church and in rural politics in the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries? Boy, those were some tough times to get through. 
or one truly in your memory? The existential trauma of World War II, of Nazi death camps, and the nuclear annihilation of two Japanese cities by American bombers at the midpoint of the last century. In all those times, many believed the world was on its last breath, was coming to an end that felt ever closer and ever closer. And in those uncertain times, there will be mixed messages and all kinds of confusion and plenty of false prophets. And many will be led astray, chasing after security and safety in the midst of the swirling changes around them. If the world feels like it's falling apart, maybe it's just because we're thinking only of our world, skewed in our orientation as mostly white Western Europeans, forgetting how God cares for and loves the whole world, indeed the whole cosmos, not just our tribe or our group or our special history. So it's never too early to start preparing for the end of the world or the end of our world. In fact, it's a spiritual practice. There's great wisdom in it. It's never too early to start again, to start anew, to start afresh. That God is always in the creation and recreation business and offers us opportunities, invitations, reminders that whatever trouble you're facing, it is not larger than God's ability to help reconstruct and to redeem. That God takes our broken and twisted lives and somehow finds a way to write straight with them. And even in our losses, and the heavy sorrows of our hearts. And the times when we feel like life like sand has just disappeared between our fingers. We remember. It may be over for us. But that's not the final story. Or the final chapter. I know that after installing the We Croak app. I'm challenged, challenged to hold life a little more tenderly, to embrace every single moment for its unique and passing specialness, that every moment that I am given to live is a moment to celebrate. And if I am willing to focus on that which is good and holy and perfect and wonderful and beautiful, then I'm able to breathe in deeply this life, even with the passing seconds racing quickly by. I recognize I'm not so concerned about my survival as I look with intentionality and faith for all the good and beautiful things right there, right there always, right before my eyes, right there at the, the tips of my fingertips that I need a wake up call not merely in the morning, 
but five times a day. You are alive. You are loved. You are able to breathe this wonderful air and live this incredible life. So stop worrying. Stop being distracted. Stop being caught up into your own head. Stop worrying about the past or being concerned too much about the future. Embrace the now for the beautifulness that it is here with us. Now, at this very moment. Death and resurrection. You don't get one without the other. We live broken lives, but God can mend us and heal our hearts. There will be a last day, but it will not be the final day. God is able to create life out of nothing and bring order out of chaos. And I must suspend my judgment about the disasters all around in order to live with faith in the present and hope in the future. With thanksgiving and appreciation to the gospel, we croak and we live again. If you would like to respond to this goodness of God and restoration and faith, we welcome you to be a disciple of our Lord's. We invite you to be a part of this loving fellowship. We invite you to experience the healing waters of baptism. We invite you to be renewed by the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. If God is leading you in any of these ways, I await your decision as I stand forward and we stand and sing hymn 687, O God, our help in ages past.
remain standing for just a few moments. We have just a couple of announcements before we go. You'll find in your news and notes here, uh, inside your bulletins, some different things that are going on this week. We have uh, uh, shoe boxes uh, for Appalachia are available at the sign-up table out in the foyer. You can grab one of those there and bring it back by December 1st. We're thankful to be a part of that again this year. Um, Advent Sunday School began uh, this Sunday with Jim Abernathy. We'll continue next week uh, with, with Dennis Johnson, and you can uh, be a part of that if you're not going to another Sunday School class or if you want to skip out on your Sunday School class and come and join uh, them in the meeting room. Uh, on Sundays, we'll be doing that uh, next week and then also on December 8th and 15th as we prepare for Advent. Uh, you'll also see uh, more information about the uh, the child care family needs uh, that Jess talked about earlier, and we're so grateful that you came to speak with us this morning, Jess, and uh, want to help out with that. If you want to help out with that, you can find out more about how to do that there. Baby Boomers will be at God's Family, uh, God's Pantry Food Bank, and also um, if you'd like to update your contact information with us, we have a table out there, and I know we're calling it directory. Even if you don't want to be in the directory, it's a great way for us to be able to get in touch with you if you'd like for us to have your information. You can update that there, and then you can check whether or not you would like that information included in the directory um, that we'll hopefully get together in the, in the coming months uh, so that we can keep in touch with each other a little better. Uh, lastly, this morning, we want to offer our Christian sympathies, our support for the Hancock family and the passing of Francis Hancock this week. Um, our hearts are, are with Harold and with Greg and Sharon and the rest of the Hancock family. Um, and uh, we know they covered your prayers and your thoughts and your kind words as uh, we grieve and celebrate this beautiful life lived among us. Now, if you would, please receive this benediction. As you go, may you see the steps of the shepherd before you. May you feel the green pastures beneath your feet, the cool waters on your tongue. When the shadows grow long, may you know the shepherd's nearness. May you follow in goodness and mercy all your life long and know welcome forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.